0: If you're looking for a podcast to get your true crime fix in a way you've never gotten it before, then look no further than the Beer Conspiracy Show. The Beer Conspiracy Show is a comedy podcast where three longtime friends discuss off-the-wall topics conspiracy theories and horrific crimes you've never heard it done like this before your host Aaron. it's fucking goats on a wednesday that's
1: like a friday (laughs) thing for sure
2: jared if i'm going cannibal i'm
1: gonna fuck
0: the body for sure dirty d that one's mine you stupid bitch join us for weird stories a couple of cold ones and huge laughs You can catch us anywhere you listen to podcasts with new episodes releasing every Wednesday.
2: Don't waste another second. Go listen to The Beer Conspiracy Show.
1: Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. The alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot dings. Dark arts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you.
0: The podcast
2: Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. Here to entertain you. It's about well, to get Welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? huh? Are you prepared for your examination?
0: Yes, exactly. It is the
2: most important examination of your life.
0: Welcome, welcome everybody to the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, a.k.a. I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Uh, wh- who else do I have in here? <laughs> and, oh, um, just another
2: bitch. one of your fine hosts and passengers on this wonderful ship that we call Strange Brew, yeah?
0: Yes, and uh, since we've had a lot of fun lately... Um, oh, I didn't even say my name. <laughs> oh, you didn't? What is your name then? <laughs> Uh, I don't know which name am I using today.
2: Uh, I'll just go with Anton today.
0: okay <laughs> perfect time to uh, take advantage of your German accent and yeah. um welcome everybody. you know what we've uh, we've had a little too much fun on this podcast. it's uh it's time to get into some depressing shit so uh, be prepared. We will try to make light as much as we can, but you can't really make light of some of these situations or you're deemed super insensitive. Let's let's do it. Let's get into the the killing nurses of the third Reich.
2: Nah, brother, we can we can make fun of the nurses all we want, but we will in no way, shape or form mock any of the victims of this horrendous tragedy. And, dude, honestly, the documentary that we watched, I. uh. I hit the feels quite a bit on it, and it was just like,
0: fuck. Yes, it is pretty fucked up and sad, but the guy did use the word retardation, and I was surprised, because that documentary was made not too long ago.
2: You can say retardation when referring to medical disorders, but you can't say retardation when referring to people.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. All right, let's not keep repeating that word. (laughs) That might be a good idea. So we're going to get into something, you know, this will lead up to other episodes too. Obviously that, you know, sometimes, uh, like I said, even when I was streaming one of the games on Twitch, I said, we will eventually get into some sad things on the podcast. It will happen. You know, I'm surprised me and Billy even uh, had some humor on the tears, um, the Highway of Tears episode. Don't know how we did it, but we had, we tried to joke a little bit. Uh, Same with the Chris Watts one where it's like Billy made the point where it's when you're talking about murders and true crime and killings and stuff like that, it's easier to joke and make light of these very fucked up dark situations when it's like 20, 30, 40 years ago. You know what I mean? When when we did Chris Watts and stuff like that, it's so recent. that it's like, you can't really joke about him killing his kids and putting him into a massive barrel. So,
2: so, I mean, there's the old, uh, a uh, comedic equation that tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yeah, and on the other foot, uh, humor in and of itself. And I've said this before, uh, especially with certain online arguments that I've gotten into, but humor in and of itself is a very profound coping mechanism for many people. Most people when they think of like, oh, someone's making fun of it because they're just shitty people and they want to, you know, make light of something that's horrible. It's like, no, these people probably also feel this on a very deep level and it affects them more so than the average person who can't just brush it off so they crack a joke about it to try and feel a little less shitty
0: about it. Yeah. Well, there's that doc to, um, I can't, I couldn't remember what it's called i was trying to think about what i was streaming yesterday um and it's uh mel brooks talks about it and they have people that survived the holocaust and they talk about how they had to use humor to make light of a very dark situation and they you know how we have to um allow dark humor to prosper. If that's the word I want to use, we need to let it flourish and be able to use it for dark times. Because you know what, without uh, this, the guy was like, uh, that survived a concentration camp. pretty much said like, you know, without us being able to make jokes and laugh a little in there, he's like, I would have went insane. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I it's fucked up shit, but you gotta somehow laugh your way through life. Even in the darkest situations. And if
2: you're, if you're only laughing, then you're not getting it. Yeah. But if you have the inability to
0: laugh, you're also not getting it No. It's true. Some guy in the chorus is like, this is hilarious. I can smell the gas. It's like, man, yeah, are you okay? That's the sign of madness. Yeah. That's someone who is no longer there. Are you okay, man? Uh, oh, I'm so excited for the shower. I fucking stink. And like, it's not that type of shower. He's like, but I stink really bad. He said that we're going to get ourselves clean. It's going to be nice. I'm going to get squeaky clean. The Nazis are going to rub me with soap, but it's going to be so exciting. And then it's like, nope, you you don't understand where we're going at this point.
2: And, and that's the thing. I think that uh, there was a lot of um, what's the word? I don't think cognitive, maybe it's cognitive dissonance yes, yeah. for the people that were in there. And again, we're just waxing intellectual here. We we don't have any actual firsthand accounts of this that we can we can draw from today. It's, uh, it, you know, it's that. that that coping humor. But uh, a lot of people, I don't think understood what was going on. There were rumors, but I'm sure Germany did their best to just discount those as misinformation and be like, no, that's just propaganda. Don't, don't buy it. That's allied propaganda trying to trick you into, you know, thinking that, this is uh, an evil thing. We're, we're yeah. not actually doing this for the, the commonwealth of the fa- of their fatherland.
0: No, they believe that they were doing this for good reason. They believe that they were helping people. At least that was the excuse. And when we get more in the nurses and stuff, they literally said like, oh, we we're just doing our job. or I didn't want to lose my job. Or, you know, I thought that we were helping these people because they really didn't have a life. And it's pretty fucked up and disgusting. So for this episode, I got myself a coffee, but I poured some whiskey in it because I think I need it.
2: I got myself a coffee as well. I didn't pour any booze in it though, oh. but now I'm debating on whether or not I should go and pour the shooters that I have <laughs> into my coffee. So I you. didn't go out at all last night, so yeah. I'm fresh as a fucking daisy. I slept like 12 hours.
0: Oh, and me too. And me and Anton will be fucking streaming some games after this. I'm actually excited for that, to have something a little lighter. But let's get into... The killing nurses of the Third Reich or Nazi nurses, or, um, ah, never mind. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> NN instead of SS, yeah. Nazi, Nazi nurses. So everyone seems to have known a nurse, to have maybe one in their family, or at least have received nursing care at some stage in their life. My mother is a nurse, and my grandmother was a nurse, and, um, I'll just say this. My mom is slightly indoctrinated. That I've said this idea before is that, you know when you become a nurse or a doctor, you are taught to believe that this medicine that you're using is the be all end all and that you know we have all this uh, information and technology and that this is the way to do it and you kind of forget about holistic medicines that actually have worked for centuries, if not longer. And um, I do feel, and I feel it with my mother when it comes to what is happening in the world right now with the shot and everything else, is that you're kind of indoctrinated to believe that they're telling you the truth and that these medicines are really Really good for humanity and for humankind when sometimes they're not a lot of times we have kids that are on you know prescription pills and because they have depression or they have anxiety and then it makes it worse because they become addicted to these drugs i just want to make the point that sometimes you just you you believe wholeheartedly that what you're doing is good when actually if you look in retrospect years down the road that maybe we shouldn't be using these types of medicines or we should be going towards more natural things the idea that nurses are good for when you get a bullet wound and you get shot in the chest and you're bleeding eating out and they have the ability to fix that superficial wound in that moment. Right. But when it comes to long-term care, when it comes to health, I don't think we're on the right path. If I, I think it's it.
2: important to make the differentiation between medicine and mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals yes, because yeah. they are not one and the same as we in Western society have been led to believe yep. there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people, Tom, and I disagree on several things. Yes. I'm not a person <laughs> that believes that all pharmaceuticals are bad. Yeah. But I believe that when a pharmaceutical organization puts its profits ahead of the
0: well-being of its people, that is bad. Yes. And, and that, that leads happens terrible, yeah. terrible things. And that happens way more often than anyone wants to take credit for. Yeah, because that's the nature of
2: Western society. That's yeah. the nature of a supremely capitalistic society. And I'm not anti-capitalism. I believe free market is the way to go. Yeah. But I believe that there need to be... Policies and things enacted and put in place that make sure that we are safeguarding the populace from un- unethical practices by these companies. And I mean, how many fucking shows are there right now that just go into the detail of of the atrocities committed by pharmaceutical companies that yeah. show dope sick the whole opioid epidemic? Look if You need Vancouver. any more
0: evidence? Just look at that. Yeah, look at Vancouver, man. The funny thing is, and, I've, and I said the that I don't know, it, from it's I've, I've never crazy. been, but it's
2: it looks fucked.
0: It's it's Skid Row on crack, or it is Skid Row, uh, just the Canadian version of it. But it's the idea, right, is like that, you know, fucking people don't want to realize but fentanyl killed more people than COVID ever has in the past two years. So uh, people need to wake up when it comes to that side of it, because the same company that created fentanyl to be used in hospitals and for doctors to use for patients and stuff like that are the same people that created the, the narc. Uh, Nar- what is it called, Narcan-K? Narcan kit? Yeah, so yeah, you,
2: you create the problem and then you create the cure and you sell both of them. But Narcan is, is free.
0: What does David Icke say?
2: Problem, know, reaction,
0: me. solution.
2: Yeah, that's not exclusively David Icke. Oh, uh, David Icke
0: just, is God. You bow down to that fucked up hand looking I fucking. I bow down arth- to no man <laughs> <Or> <laughs> being. My, my buddy Mitch always makes fun of his hands just because he he's just he got such bad arthritis and he talks with his, his hands look all sorts of mangled.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Motherfucker's a reptile. He's T Rex hands.
0: Yeah, I know. People think that. Or he just uh, wrote so many books that his hand just cra- crampled the one day, crampled. Yeah, also <laughs> Cause entirely He He crampled. Well, he, was, uh, he
2: was an athlete first, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so his body's probably all see all fucking different shades of fucked true. And i'm sure the man doesn't go to the doctor all that often so
0: no nurses are seen to be compassionate caring and ethical and if a nurse goes off track and does something that causes harm it makes the headlines people find it hard to think about a nurse intentionally killing someone their job is to help to and uh, you know, help and protect people. Uh, they wouldn't, they shouldn't, and wouldn't intentionally hurt someone. That's the idea, at least. Nurses who kill are seen as deviant uh, and wicked, and should be locked away for life. Of course, this is probably right in the most simplistic and the most simplistic sense. But if a nurse thought that killing patients was the right thing to do, then the killing part was part of the job description and they were doing the patient a favor by putting them out of their misery
2: which when it comes to euthanasia of terminally ill people that might be correct and i know we all have different differing opinions on that but as somebody who's watched somebody wither and deteriorate from cancer there are there's a point where it's like no i'm done
1: well, I agree I'm I that know I, I, would rather- I know that yeah. this is
2: just going to be a a frivolous fight and I know that I'm not going to win this. And I know that the only thing ahead of me is suffering yeah. and I want to check out while I'm not shitting myself or shitting into a bag, you know, and it's but but at the same time, it's like that also leads to a very slippery slope where it's like if you start deciding that you're going to euthanize people that are 20 years old and suffering from depression because they want it.
0: That yes. might be a mistake. Oh, I know. And that's why I like at the end the doc of the guy that said, you know, the way this is going with the euthanasia programs and um you can't even afford healthcare most time in the states. Um there's mm-hmm. whatever 20, 30% of the population that can't afford healthcare, but then you can go kill yourself for free. It's yep. uh, fucked up. Very fucked I'm, up. I'm one
2: of those people, man, and I have a decent job and I have health insurance, but I have a $5,000 deductible, which means I don't get any coverage until I spend five grand out of pocket and I don't make that kind of money. So it's
0: fucking ridiculous. The it's stupid. The healthcare system, even in Canada, is fucked. And the fact that everything should be revamped and you know what? It's just um it's quite crazy with the way the world is going, especially right now. And um this is quite serious topic, but you know, the world's fucked and we have to try to make light of dark situations the best we can, but uh,
2: Profits over people should never be the way uh, The world sorry, seems it fucked
0: right now Especially with the Great Reset and stuff And we we will we'll see what the future holds But if enough people don't stand up We're going to go down a very, very dark path of technology So be prepared, people <laughs> <coughs> So in 1933, Adolf Hitler became the Chancellor, the Chancellor of Germany Like he's fucking from Star Wars
2: uh, oh, yeah, the, Star the Wars steals from everything, public. so of course
0: yeah, It's true The philosophies of the Nazi party of which he was the head were the basis of eugenics in a pre-pseudo science that had much traction around the world at the time. And that's where we have to understand that this stuff just didn't come from Germany. There was other people practicing um, eugenics around the world, like you said, London and uh, the United States practiced it quite a bit and used propaganda videos to convince people that if you were less of a person um, or someone who had maybe a mental handicap or a physical handicap, that you should be essentially killed.
2: So for our listeners, this comes directly from the National Human Genome Research Institute. Eugenics is an immoral and pseudoscientific theory that claims it is possible to perfect people and groups through genetics and the scientific laws of inheritance. Eugenicists use an incorrect and prejudiced understanding of the work of Charles Darwin and Gregor Mendel to support the idea of racial improvement. In their quest for a perfect society, eugenicists labeled many people as unfit, including ethnic and religious minorities, people with disabilities, the urban poor, and LGBTQ individuals. Discussions of eugenics began in the late 19th century in England, then spread to other countries, including the United States most industrialized countries had organizations devoted to promoting eugenics by the end of world war one to better understand and protect against current and future discriminatory trends that misuse genetics and through its association genomics, this timeline highlights key moments in the development of eugenics with a focus on American eugenics movement. It's fucked up. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really twisted. And uh, as, as you and I were saying in our, in our, our chat, um, you know, you you said history repeats itself. And I, as I said, uh, history does not repeat itself. History rhymes.
0: Yeah, it's vanilla fin- it's you know. ice just kicking those fucking bars, man. Yeah, it, it doesn't go dun, 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 dun,
2: dun, dun, dun. It goes dun, 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 See, <laughs> totally different thing. Not
0: the same at all. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I think Hitler would have loved vanilla <laughs> ice. I don't think he would have, I think the, he would have been like, why is the this little honky, <laughs> why, why is this
2: little beautiful Aryan mimicking a society of un, unfit peoples? That's true. Why? I don't, I don't understand <laughs> it. It makes my mustache
0: furious. But it
2: makes my foot tap. I
0: like it though a little yeah, bit. I, I get, a, I get a little boogie in my butt. So I, he must go to school. <laughs> <laughs> so eugenics obviously dictated that only the healthiest and fittest people were allowed to procreate and to live, and especially if you had white skin. The Nazis' radical philosophies, which divided human races into levels of fitness for life, um, synergized with eugenics to support programs declaring that certain people. Life was unworthy of life, these lives that were unworthy of actual life, or they called them useless feeders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what and I call was, liberals. It, it, <laughs> it,
2: you fucking filthy eugenicist, Tom.
0: <laughs> oh, um, I'll never get the it, idea. It that, yeah. I would say i will never it, get the people uh, the, the idea of people labeling themselves. I've never labeled myself in either category of political realms. Um, the fact that people do and they're like, well, I'm a, I'm a lifelong liberal to the day I die or I'm a lifelong conservative or whatever, Democrat, Republic. The fact that you can't change your ideologies because sometimes their ideologies change and then you don't agree with it, but you're still like, well, I'm still conservative. It's like, why label yourself? It's strange to me.
2: I understand it because humans strange. love to fit into societies but I disagree with it. I I'd think rather, that critical critical thinking it. is is the most important skill that we have. And honestly, one of the things that's kept us around as a species, and I think that it's underused. On every side, yeah. whether it's liberal, whether it's conservative, whether it's centrist, it's if a lot of people get stuck as, as you know, as Ross said, get stuck in their own BS, man. You get stuck in your own belief system and you just decide to disregard anything that may go against it, even though that is vital information that you should be taking into account while form- formulating your own opinions.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, and even like Chris Webby, one of his songs says like, uh, he's like, I thought I was liberal for half of my life, but you lefties are becoming colder than ice. Like it's the way they approach situations and people and stuff is everyone's fucked up on either side, but it's, there was a mass crazy.
2: There was a mass exodus of many people who considered themselves staunch leftists when, uh, I would say about 10 years ago, Trudeau came um, to power. <laughs> it's not even just Trudeau cause it's worldwide, my dude, but it's. It's this thing that they started realizing that it's like these were people that believed in equality and yes. believed in tolerance and believed in everybody fucking love everybody and, you know, that there are reasons we should do these things and there are reasons that we should we should look at these other ways. Yeah. And then when but I think that's what any side takes a staunch approach to anything that's like, yeah. no, this is the way. There is no other way. This is the only truth. That's when you lose a lot of people. Well, not just like, people don't mm, want to realize
0: so. it, but people like Trudeau and stuff have used tactics taken straight out of Hitler's book a hundred percent the way he's dividing people. And that's what Hitler did is divide Mm -hmm. people and cause such a division where you convince people that these other people are bad. They're plague rats. They're a burden on society. That's it. Literally the way that Trudeau said stuff, especially on French television saying that, how do we even tolerate these people? People should understand that that is completely sick and fucked up and that for these people to still be in power will always blow my mind because he should not be even after saying that one word, that one sentence saying, how do we tolerate these people that choose not to get a medical shot? That is now everything has came out and we don't want to, um, I don't want to, um, alienate our audience. any means. your choice is your choice. choice (laughs) is your choice. But I'm saying that like, it is crazy that these people that were like, you know, essentially there was people saying that we should put, we should ground up the unvaccinated and shit like that. It's like, bro, you're taking this is going way too far back and you shouldn't be even mentioning those type of sentences that you're saying.
2: Yeah, but there's plenty of people in my own community that are like if you're we should kill all straight people It's like are you are fucking you crazy? Are you are you fucking stupid? Well, like, sorry,
0: feminism took a left turn too, and stuff like that like where they're like well It seems like they hate all men and there's a lot of there's factions of that group and my my girlfriend claimed, You know is a is, identifies as a feminist and so does her mom like her mom takes care of uh, women who are battered and stuff like that Like it just she works in one of those environments It's really crazy to see some of the shit that men do to women but at the same time like you can't hate Dude, women, men. do atrocious shit to men, too. Yeah, I know, and women that's destroy never talked men's about.
2: lives just as much as men destroy women's lives. And that's
0: never talked people about. People are so.
2: people can just be shitty, yes. you know. And I, I noticed that with the, the feminism movement, a lot of it is splintering and breaking off. Like you have turfs you have diehard fifth wave, sixth wave, seventh yeah. wave feminists, and shit, you know. And I'm getting ahead of myself with that, but. It's, it's just crazy totally off topic at this point. Well, it's
0: just it's just the idea of labels and s- thinking that that specific thing is always going to stay the same is not true, especially with certain people that run those factions and stuff like well, that. E-
2: equality is not supremacy. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we need to be talking about more is that equality is equality It is yeah. not supremacy. And if you want supremacy, you're wrong.
0: Yep, I agree. So under such policies, people with mental illness, physical and intellectual disabilities, and conditions such as fucking even epilepsy. Why can't I fucking say this word? Epilepsy. Word? Epilepsy. I was like, I epilepsy. Dude,
2: people with heart murmurs
0: were yeah. Oh, fuck, under I know. But even like, like uh, something that's treatable. Yeah, so people like uh, obviously have uh, conditions such as epilepsy, um, even chronic alcoholism. So I would mm-hmm. be uh, in the camps. Uh, Mental illness, dude. I'd have been fucked from birth. Yeah, and a range of genetic diseases were also considered a burden on society, and they should be annihilated. They must be removed from society
2: for the welfare of the fatherland and to the German peoples.
0: Yep. So through um, Hitler, through his personal physician, Dr. Karl Brandt, set up T four program, the systematic and state sanctioned murder of the disabled and the chronically ill. The first people to be killed were disabled children. Mm-hmm. Easy to get rid of small little bodies.
2: And um, they were, they were <laughs> killed really through primarily overdoses. Yes. Um, they were also just starved and they were left outside. So they would uh, yeah, acquire hypothermia and pneumonia and, and drown. Like
0: it's absolutely sickening. And the fact that, you know, and they obviously chose specific people and stuff like that, obviously Jewish people, black people. Uh, but even, you know, kids that had, yeah, heart murmurs and we like just, you know, conditions that, you know, they could, all these things, they can't help. Um, they well, could, this- It's fucked up.
2: That's the thing, is it wasn't just Jewish people or minorities. More often than not, you had nurses that would come to the homes of families that even ones that were considered Aryan. Yeah. And they would be like, Your child has this defect. If you give them to us, we'll we take will make care sure they receive the best care humanly possible. Lies, and then they lies. were never seen again.
0: Yeah. To be honest, and there's this idea that um hospitals kill more people than they save. And it's seeming to come more and more apparent. Um, And if you do the research into the latest pandemic that has happened on earth, there is a lot of evidence pointing to them using things um, to purposefully kill people like remdesivir, whatever the fuck you call that shit. That one that um, Fauci pushed Um, remdesivir uh, was the only sanctioned thing to be put into hospitals for covid patients and remdesivir kills a lot of people. There's stuff inside of it that ends up causing more problems than actually saving people, but yet they they can't use things like ivermectin because, guess what? It doesn't make you money. It's not patentable anymore. Anyone can make it. Because it's generic. Yes, so that's, that's you know, and people, oh, you can't compare it to um, Nazi Germany and things like that, but there's a, um, a thin line and drawn in the sand between these two sides in what actually is considered close enough to Nazi Germany and the fact that people are like, show me the evidence. I'll show you um, videos upon videos of, of people that are still alive today that experienced the Holocaust that said that this is creeping towards some really sketchy ground in the forms of how we do things with medicine.
2: It's certainly leading into that
0: Area, but I, I would say to compare it to Nazi Germany is a yeah. stretch. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You can't. You know have people in, in camps. We well, do. It, it's extent. not the, We don't have the killing camps, and it wouldn't. They, even if they wanted to do it, it they couldn't because there's too many people would be that, like. Would the whole world would freak out?
2: we're too monitored right now yeah. that's that's one of the benefits of the mass surveillance state is that
0: one we're gonna
2: we're gonna, only see one. <laughs> we're
0: gonna see it we're gonna see it yeah the one and only because they're tr- they're stepping towards obviously yeah, i knew this would get into this a little, a little bit but the great reset and us being essentially tracked and monitored uh, our bank accounts everything and that's something that's very scary that is coming very soon if people don't rise up in mass numbers because the great reset is something that the elites really want they want y- you to be cattle and you to be tracked and know what you spend your money on and if you're a fucking government dissident, they will take your money away and your property and everything you own. It's, it's good. If we let this happen in 15 years, it will, we'll will be living like that. I guarantee it.
2: My, my whole ideology with that is that our generation will most likely only live to see the beginning. Yeah. Like the absolute beginning of when it really kicks in because you don't do these things instantaneously because that's how you get, you know, immense pushback. That's how you get all this shit. You do it generationally. Well, that's, yeah, Klaus Schwab has the 30 years. Yeah, yeah, you sow the seeds of this is a good thing. This is how we, this is how we improve the world. That's how how we push to utopia. And when you push to utopia, you generally end with, you know, atrocity.
0: Klaus Schwab has been working on this for uh, 30 years. He's not going to give up now. Some people. I don't even aware. think that's him. I think he's
2: just another person that they're they're putting out in the front and being like, no, that's a bad he guy. He still believes that bad in it, guy though. Well, everyone else behind him is doing all the well, shit. Well, it's
0: the same way that Hitler was. I do not believe yeah, that. I, don't think- I think he was a front man, 100%. Agreed. And Indeed. that there was people behind the scenes. The fact that people don't realize this, and I remember arguing with my grandfather about this when he was still alive. Is that they you can easily find out that the war was funded by both sides. People, mm-hmm. were, the United States fucking government was and Britain's government was paying Hitler and didn't worry about him until he started murdering Jewish people, which a lot of people didn't know was even happening till fucking years after the war. Even
2: so, I don't think they actually gave a shit about that. They didn't. No, worry I don't about think Hitler they until Hitler started bombing London. Yeah. That's when they were worried, is because they were they were starting to fuck with their allies, and then they're like, "Well, this is affecting our bottom line now, so we have to do something about it." I, I think that the whole Holocaust shit was secondary. It's all about money. Most of these
0: people didn't care about that anyways. It's all about money and the fact that they made you know countries like we said are more profitable in war, and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a very uh, true statement right there. And the fact that you know they if you really think they care about you? Um, you're dead wrong, as Biggie would say. Yeah. So <laughs> the main. Um, The main killing centers were hospitals and homes for the disabled. Parents were encouraged to place their loved ones and uh, their children into institutions. And they would be moved to another institution along the way, uh, a long way from home. And contact between the child and the parent was uh, made up. They didn't, they said, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to, you know, you'll be able to see your children and you really wouldn't. Um, It gets very dark. They would convince them that they were doing the right thing. If you do this, uh, you will be saving your child, um, not killing them. And that's the polar opposite of what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Very fucked up. And it wasn't until the 1980s that people began to consider nurses' involvement in the Nazi Holocaust. This change uh, came when a very courageous German scholar... Hilde Steep first wrote about the nurses and what they did at Hadidma, a a psychiatric hospital that became the main institution uh, for Nazi euthanasia program. Sadly, Hilde Steep uh, has since died, but her work is carried on by a small Band of nurses, midwives, historians across the world, led by Professor Susan Benedict, and I'm sure she was someone on that documentary that we watched, because a lot of the information comes from Hildi. Great name, Hildi. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. A lot of crazy shit. Uh, you know, in the this, you know, uh, people don't realize we, you know, uh, they're like, why we even why the. Holocaust survivors in the documentary was like, you know, people that are like, why did we keep talking about this? It happened in the past. It's like, you have to keep talking about it. Cause you have to make people aware that this didn't just happen overnight. It crept over fucking 20 years of being institutionalized and, and people being indoctrinated to believe what they were doing was just and uh, justified. It's fucking well,
2: Here's another thing, and this comes from, uh, you know, the U.S., which is there were sterilizations that were carried out up until the 70s in certain states. Like yes. uh, the, uh, I have right here the uh, Virginia Sterilization Act of 1924. Um Chapter 394, an act to provide for the sexual sterilization of inmates of state institutions in certain cases. This was approved March 20th, 1924. And it states, whereas both the health of the individual patient and the welfare of society may be promoted in certain cases by the sterilization of mental defectives under careful safeguard and by competent and conscientious authority. And whereas such sterilization may be affected in males by the operation of vasectomy and in females by the operation of cell ping both of which said operations may be performed without serious pain or substantial danger to the life of the patient, and whereas the Commonwealth has in custodial care and is supporting in various state institutions many defective persons who have now discharged or paroled, Would likely become, by the propagation of their kind, a menace to society, but who, if incapable of procreating, might properly and safely be discharged or paroled and become self-supporting with benefit to both themselves and to society. And whereas human experience has demonstrated that heredity plays an important part in the transmission of sanity, idiocy, imbecility, epilepsy, and crime, now, therefore... Be it enacted by the General Assembly of Virginia that whenever the superintendent of the Western State Hospital or the Eastern State Hospital or the Southwestern State Hospital or the Central State Hospital or the Center for the State of Colony of Epileptics and Feeble-minded, shall be of opinion that it is for the best interest of the patients and of society that any inmate in the institution under his care should be sexually sterilized. It goes on like that and it basically is just, yeah, it, it's reiterating these things and these things were carried out up until the 70s.
0: Yes, and it's who gives you the fucking right to tell what people should live and what people should die? That exactly. is the fucked up shit about it, is that these people in power, because you were born with money, it gives you the right to decide how other people should live their lives and who should live and who should die. And like I've said before, the, big, the one of the most egotistical things that someone in power can do is not to send one single person to a frying chair, but to send millions off the war to die. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's, they think that they're better than us they can go fuck themselves because at the end of this humanity will prevail and the mass awakening will happen and we will take down the lizard people that run our control of countries. All right. Um, so what if, hear me out (laughs) in the alternate version of this,
2: what if that is their goal? The uh, to, to, to play devil's advocate and defend the side of the Illuminati. What if they're going from a uh, an Mandis for all of my uh, my comic nerd fucking friends out there? Uh, an Ozymandus perspective, which is the only way to truly unite humanity is to create the greatest evil it's ever faced.
0: I get that. That might happen with their fucking Project Blue Beam. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. What if that's the goal right now, Tom? I know, I know. So the Nazi euthanasia programs were specifically designed to kill people who were considered a burden on society and a risk to the so-called Aryan race. Labeled as euthanasia, the German public believed the state were conducting mercy killings. a a mercy killing. Obviously a raft of uh, propaganda educated people into thinking that society and the German community would be much better off if people were chronically ill and there were maybe intellectually or physically disabled, had a mental illness or were suffering from such conditions as alcoholism or epilepsy were to be removed from society. When one considers that the bulk of the worst for workforce in these places were nurses, it soon became very apparent that they had taken part in these experiments um, or killings and in actual fact when the doctors had signed certificates designated to a person to live or die um the nurses were informed and it would be them that would deliver the lethal injections the overdose of drugs such as phenobarbital they did use that mm-hmm. but it says phenobarbital is there a difference it's an
2: early it's an early variation it's the same thing with like um Uh, morphine and heroin. So heroin was created, uh, I believe, in Germany, of all places, to help soldiers that were hooked on morphine.
0: Yeah. And as you uh, if you don't know, right, they gave the Nazis drugs, uh, which I would like to go back and I would actually like to do a whole episode about Nazis and drugs. uh, We do a
2: Blitzkrieg episode where the the Nazis are just blitzed out of their minds on certain drugs. Yeah, that's that's uh, how how they were able to continue to push forward. That was uh, like methamphetamine was one of the leading contributors of the Blitzkrieg operations, because it was like while normal troops.
0: How sleep. are they staying there? And even they were on coke and, and shit like that. And it's so like, well, how Coke are these, isn't effective enough. Coke yeah, is too, it
2: wears off too quickly. So coke that's what, is like, great how for a short burst. Dude, but- fucking staying awake. Well, amphetamines—they would give them chocolate-covered amphetamines in yeah. their uh, in their rations, and that would yeah. just keep them going. So they didn't need to sleep. You didn't really get that hungry, and you just kept. Well, pushing. the
0: troops were always like, "How the fuck are these dudes doing this?" Like on the mm-hmm. you know on the Allied side, and uh, yeah, it was because of fucking drugs. And we've done um, an episode th- way throwback to um, soldiers on drugs, which I think was a very chaotic but very funny episode. It we did, I think we did justice for it, and it was hilarious. But I'd like to step back into that realm and more or less talk about Nazis and how they use drugs to uh, you know Uh, almost win the war at one point until, you know, the the United States joined in and stuff like that, because people were hesitant especially after World War One and what was going on, but uh, you know what? Uh, There was theories, and we'll get into it on another episode, but there were theories that the war turned out exactly the way they wanted it to, and they wanted the United States to become more of a superpower, and this was the plan the entire time, and that Hitler was meant to do all the actions that he did, rise up, and then they shifted the power Uh, uh, but there, they, there's all these theories, like historians talk about it, even Reinick Fulner that was doing the Nuremberg Trials 2.0 that are still happening, that are being fucking um, shifted away from what's going on there to what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Obviously, I think that's a massive distraction, <coughs> even though there's layers to this shit. But it's the fact that uh, there's all these ideologies and these ideas that they planned, and specifically that people got into power that were supposed to when all of this happened for a fucking reason. So, don't trust your government, people.
2: <laughs> yeah, only a fool trusts the government.
0: So, obviously, the nurses and the nurses only signed off if they thought that this person maybe was um, intellectually disabled, or they would be like, well, these people, um, this person needs to go. And a lot of times they might even sign off on, not even the doctors. And it was their input that caused deaths of these children and people. So, and they would, like you said, they would leave infants out on verandas. Veranda. Uh, Veranda. uh, veranda they would just leave infants out on fucking porches and uh they would in the middle of winter to die of hypothermia perhaps it may be thought that these nurses had little choice given the social conditions of the time uh anyone refused to do what the nazis wanted would find themselves uh incinerated in a concentration camp or incarcerated inside those camps. Um, or even just threatened with,
2: you yeah. know, financial and economic ruin. Yes. These would be like, you'll never, you'll never get the job in this town again if you don't sign off on this. Another thing, they were incentivized. Midwives yes. were actually financially rewarded for reporting uh, children and newborns with what was considered and deemed to be, yep. you know, liabilities and burdens upon the state and parents.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, crazy shit. Uh, with the nurses, however, this was not the case. They're actually given a choice. If they didn't want to participate in what was happening in these wards and hospitals, they could they could say so, and they would be moved into another ward unit, another ward or another unit or another hospital. Some did, of course. However, there is no record of any nurse actually being punished or ostracized for refusing to take part in these euthanasia killings. So
2: it was most likely a social pressure situation where there was no direct consequence on the books, but it was something that you knew was going to affect your career in your life.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. So the first international conference on nursing and midwifery, is that a word midwifery? That's nice. And the third Reich is the first gathering of its kind since the Nuremberg trials in Germany after the second world war delegates gathered at the castle, castle Troy park hotel in Limerick, um, uh, examined examined the role played by the nurses in implementing the Nazi-shocking uh, euthanasia practices, the sterilization, and the eugenics programs, focusing on nurses' roles in concentration camps and human experimentation. The conference attempted to address how many nurses became willing participants in killing their patients in their care. And we see this... Time and time again, even nowadays, of uh, and we'll get it. We'll definitely talk about some of them on uh, this podcast. Is just these nurses that euthanize people because they think they're helping, and they're deluded and they're delusional. And uh, it happens a lot more often than we would like to admit. Uh, But you know, there's many people out there that are considered serial killers um, and women that have killed patients, right? Yes and done it and like in there and then you find out they're fucking completely off psych like they're psycho as fuck it's completely um unhindered by the actions that they're uh, they're, they're doing it's fucked up Well
2: and, as we said before this isn't limited to Germany um no. go back to our uh serial killers of war yes. episode where we speak on the uh the Japanese woman who got the lightest fucking sentence I've ever heard yes. for somebody who is responsible for the death of 130 plus fucking people just yeah. simply because it was deemed to be in the good of society, and that they were acting from a, a position of morality versus a, uh, a position of malice.
0: People are very easily tricked. Um, it's easier to fool someone to def- and then convince them that they've been fooled. Uh, you see that time and time again, even with um, what is happening on Earth right now. It's very um, human beings are very susceptible to uh, brain being brainwashed by propaganda um, if they believe that the. Uh, the whole of society um, is on board. Uh, same with the deal mm-hmm. with the experimental shots. I uh, don't care if you got it or not. Um, you, it's your choice. Do what you want. But this idea that there is a f- lot of people that got it because other people got it. They mm-hmm. saw that the mass amount of people were getting it and There was their choice. And they're like, all right, well, I'm going to go get it because... I have questions and I'm kind of skeptical, but you know, my mom got it. My grandma got it. And my friend got it. Like, it's just this idea of that. Well, everyone's getting it. So I'm, I'm going to get it. Like it's, you know, you can be conditioned even in that way. The herd
2: mentality is a very real thing, but there are also just as many people that got it because they were actually concerned and they got it for health reasons because they have outstanding conditions or other medical things that they were told, you know, Hey, this this will will prevent you from dying. If you get this and you catch this. Yeah. Um,
0: hundred percent. I'm not ostracizing or telling people that, you know, that I, I don't care about your medical choices. It's just saying that for the people that were, um, coerced and, uh, essentially, in some retrospect, forced to an extent because they didn't want to lose their job, that is wrong. In any any form, that is wrong to pressure people into getting something medical that they maybe even not choose to and, and, put, and dangle their jobs and their livelihoods in front of their face like a carrot.
2: It is just as wrong as punishing people who decide that they want to have an abortion. Bodily autonomy is absolutely a thing, and it should be respected, and it should be honored. Your body is yours. It it belongs to no one else. At the end of the day, regardless of what your political beliefs are, you should believe in bodily autonomy and that your body is yours to do with as you please. And if you're not harming another person, it doesn't
0: matter. I agree. A keynote, um, uh, keynote address. Uh, So the professor Susan Benedict of the Medical University of South Carolina told delegates that years after the killings, many nurses who were willing participants in the slaughter saw nothing wrong with their actions. Okay, nurses were socialized into accepting. The euthanasia through school texts depicting the care of the mentally handicapped as needless a needless expense, saying that, and they would show children this shit in schools Mm -hmm. and show them how expensive it would be to take care of mentally ill people and people with physical disabilities. Okay, and Mm I know I've gotten flack where I've been called um, what would that? Yeah, I've been called an ableist, and that's not what I'm saying. I All I've said before in the podcast is... I couldn't imagine or because f- I don't I don't know what it's like um, to experience this but for your soul to be born into a broken body is how I put it and I know that sounds insensitive but that's in my perspective and no one has to believe that or, or be on board with me on that side of it but I'm saying I feel and care for a bunch of people I, I knew kids you know that were in the special classes that I was cool I was cool with they, they made me laugh they were funny ass kids we got along but this idea that I couldn't imagine what it would be like to essentially be birthed into a broken body because i think is that does that make sense at all to to you or to like just this idea that you feel sympathetic and um obviously you want them to live their lives as, as normal as they can but for a soul to inhabit a vessel because that's all this body is is a meat sack vessel that for you to inherit something that is broken and it is in some retrospect it i is i feel sympathetic towards that is that a bad thing to say
2: I have I have a thing to to add on to that, and I know as all of our listeners know that I am a very large fan of Pope Bob, and I I quote I quote Raw very much. Yeah. Uh, so I will. This is a counter to that, Tom, because you do know what it is. You do know what it's like, and every human being on this planet understands what it's like to an extent. So here's the here's the uh, the quote from Raw that I'll, uh, I'll I'll use to. To reinforce that is under the present brutal and primitive conditions on this planet, every person you meet should be regarded as one of the walking wounded. We have never seen a man or woman not slightly deranged by either anxiety or grief. We have never seen a totally sane human being.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's why I was called an ableist. It was just my perspective that I feel for people that have handicaps. And actually be, I'm more sympathetic and I have, I try to have more understanding, even if it's a soldier wounded in war or someone born with a condition. It's just the fact that like, especially this idea of that your soul inhabits, Uh, This vessel which is just a vessel when you die your soul carries on in my opinion and that to be born It's obviously a learning experience for some people in this reality to go on to the next one to be born into a broken Vessel, that's how I put it is it. I feel for those people and that sometimes it is caused by the parents. Sometimes, if people don't want to accept it, it is caused by shots given by doctors, by medicine, by things that they think are going to help people that end up actually hurting them. And that is, if you can believe whenever you want, but that is actual fact that people end up getting hurt by medicine sometimes more often than not. Mm-hmm. So, as
2: somebody who is known quite a few people um, that are either either had Down syndrome or yeah. other mental disabilities. I can tell you that most people that I've ever met, especially with Down syndrome, are some of the sweetest, yes. kindest, I'm not, yeah, happiest, 100%. most caring human beings that I've ever met. Yeah. And they, more often than not, do nothing but bring joy and happiness to those around them yeah. in their carefree nature. No, and obviously that's not all of them, and that's part of that is perpetuating a, a stereotype because there are many that have you know, violent outbursts and things along those lines, but that's not in their control. And I would say that more often than not, that comes from abuse, mistreatment and extenuating circumstances that are not their fault. Oh no, I, yeah,
0: I know. And I've met like some like the like the most caring people I've met of, we're autistic dudes. Like some one of these guys I used to work with at a restaurant was a very nice dude. who is was like um autistic, but extremely smart in some ways. That is incredible that they're they're able their ability to uh, able to memorize stuff. And that's why um well, I am that's a
2: stereotype too. I don't know if it's oh that's
0: true, but you know I I got Billy, Billy's autistic. I'm just Well, we're all on the spectrum. I, know, I just uh it's just this idea too, right? I'll just mention this. That, you know back in the day and obviously you said that how are they able to track this type of stuff but I believe it sometimes modern medicine uh helps uh perpetuate this idea of that now it's like one in 30 people are autistic and it seems like we need to label everything if you're kind of different then we're going to label you that's also an issue and at the time of the early 2000s when they said everyone was fucking uh everyone needed ritalin everyone had adhd and they were just hyper fucking kids these the ideas that we label everything does actually happen too
2: I it's guess. the diagnosis du jour. And as somebody who experienced that bullshit firsthand yeah. as a child Me and too. had to deal with with doctors and nurses saying things like, you know, like when I was in when I was in in medical treatment for shit like that, when I was an adolescent early, yeah. early, I'm talking between the ages of eight to fucking 17, which yeah. are the most profound developmental periods of an adolescent. I had people saying, well, they're diagnosed as this, he's diagnosed as that, Uh, we need to put him on this medication and that medication. And then in the same fucking breath, Say something along the lines of, "Well, during adolescence, it's very difficult to diagnose somebody with these things because the hormonal imbalances make it can mimic and can mask these things." I'm like, "Then why are you fucking medicating?" Well, that's what I. Why s- are yeah. you medicating all of these people? Yeah. And the end to the end all be all for that is a because either the parents don't want to fucking deal with it and mm-hmm. have their own issues and are like, "I'm far too busy to deal with this shit. Just do with it what you want," you know, and, and make sure that they're not being disruptive in school and the teachers doing the same thing. And it's just, it's deplorable. No, and I, it's disgusting yeah,
0: and it's it inhumane. It is. And I've I, we both had the same experience where I was told I was crazy and shit. I need to be put on Concerta and Zoloft and all we these different- We had similar yeah. Your
2: mother made sure that they didn't do that to you. My mother let them do whatever the fuck they wanted uh, to to me. My
0: mom wanted me to go on these drugs, but I chose not to take them. That's well, at thing. least you had a choice because I didn't. She, I well, as I got older, they tried to put me on Concerta, and I just stopped taking it, which is a concentration drug uh, for fucking school and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then they tried to put me on Zoloft when I was like sixteen or seventeen at the time. I had the choice to be like, "Fuck you, I'm not taking this shit." A rapper I listen to talks about putting it in coffee so we can get high. So I, yeah, Zoloft,
2: you get fucked up on. Uh, we wrote a song about Zoloft, yeah. just getting high on it. So see,
0: and then and then I just wanted to mention too that like that's why I have understanding that um, I was told that you know I should. Be essentially put in the special classes because I just didn't like school. I thought that what they were telling me was a bunch of bullshit. I didn't really uh, like teachers. Um, I caused a lot of havoc in classrooms just because I fucking was a fucked up kid and didn't give a shit and didn't care about disrupting people, learning this basic bullshit knowledge. And I actually tried to trick the system so they had people, this guy come in and they um, try to see uh, my skills. And I literally said this. I, I faked the testing and I guessed wrong answer specifically so I could get a free laptop, which never ended up happening because they realized that I wasn't an idiot and they realized that I wasn't on that spectrum as much as maybe they thought I was. And I literally did it in, I think it was a grade Seven or eight where I faked this thing because I thought that I could get a fucking laptop in high school and then going and visiting the high school realizing that I would be ostracized and essentially um, Made fun of and all that stuff. I kind of like was like, all right Maybe I should stop doing this act because I thought I was gonna get a free laptop That's literally what I did and I was just a stupid kid. I was like, oh, they're gonna give me a free laptop It's gonna make my fucking schooling easier and I went along with it and I literally faked a test So there's kids that can do that shit, too
2: so, going back to our, yes. our topic, because I know we're getting a little off topic here. Yeah, I just want to um, mention not that I have
0: understanding of how no, this can no, be pushed under, on No, definitely,
2: for sure. Um, but so, in addition to those things being taught in schools, yeah. which was, you know, uh, this is how much it would cost for that, You you had people that were overwhelmingly surrounded by propaganda. As, yes. as, as most so people are effective. now, but like the old pictures and, and during the documentary, we watched the videos of the posters plastered on the, just Everywhere. every wall Everywhere. of the city streets of showing the profiles of undesirables and, yes. and showing this and that. It's like this shit was pounded into your fucking head yeah. to say, hey, we're trying to build back a better Germany. Look at we're trying to build the Jewish back, people. you know, and make it stronger because Germany right. was destroyed yeah by reparations at the end of world war one, yep. which I mean, fuck them. They started the goddamn war, but that's neither here nor yeah. there. I
0: think the United world States I, bombed they, their own look, ship. Look,
2: I mean, there's <laughs> look, history is written by the victors. Yes, but there's enough evidence to be like, eh, I think maybe yeah. they were the instigators here, but it was during the time of empires where everybody and their fucking cousin wanted to be an emperor. Yes. You know,
0: the czars, so. all that stuff is connected, right? I believe that they, they, they bombed their own ship, uh, a cruise ship that really, and the, the France Ferdinand the stuff and yeah, all that shit that they bombed their own ship to bring themselves into the war. It's shit goes deeper than people will ever realize. And if you listen to people like Howard Zinn, I can't talk about him enough. He is a very intelligent historian. Um, and listen to, uh, go on YouTube and look up, uh, can't be neutral on a moving train and listen what this man has to say. It's pretty fucked up. So obviously they were, these nurses were essentially brainwashed to, th- Except euthanasia. However, the prevention of reproduction of people with physical and mental disabilities was not sufficient for the Nazis. So they started killing children with disabilities. First, they obviously were trying to sterilize people, but they're like, well, there's too many of them to begin with, so let's fucking kill them. Uh, the and
2: justification is, for that was, yeah. uh, or at least what they gave to the public was, the war is coming we need beds for wounded soldiers yeah. we were we were, were not willing to displace our resources on people who are contributing nothing
0: yeah so hosted in association with the University of Limerick's Research Office and the College of Science, about 120 uh, 120 delegates attended the event last Thursday and Friday. So I don't know actually the date. It was obviously when this article came out. But organizers said the conference raised important questions about the nursing the nursing profession uh, professionals the nursing profession's role in the fundamental human rights and obviously the preservation of human dignity. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and and obviously the professor uh, Benedict told delegates that nurses were key participants in killing of these children. They identified those with disabilities, and they uh, obviously talked to the parents in placing children in special hospital units, quotations, that they killed the children by the use of starvation and drug overdose, as you said. And the staff at the killing centers were uh, where they euthanized the euthanized where the euthanasia programs were carried out, swore an oath of science, and nurses accompanied patients on special buses with windows blacked out um, to the gas chambers, and they were specific participants in this. And, uh, you know, that's, it's kind of funny, right, just considering what's happening now, swore an oath of science. So the,
2: the the gray buses are what they were referred to, yeah. and uh, the oath of science took precedence over the Hippocratic oath, yes. which I believe. If and I'm I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, yeah. but from my understanding, the Hippocratic oath is above all: do no harm.
0: Yeah, it is, and and, it, and the funny thing is, they this idea of brainwashing people to convince them that this is this is right. It's um, for the good. It's yeah. for, the, it's
2: for the, the the greater good and the commonwealth of all people. Yes. Uh, and what's fucked up too is that the stories of these nurses taking these children to, and, and, and the showers were gas chambers in these hospitals yes. as well. Yes. Um. But the, the nurses would pack the children to lunch. They would yes. ride the bus with them. And you know they're comforting them the whole time because in their brain, they're like, we're doing the right thing.
0: But we yes. want them to suffer as minimally as possible because we're humane. It's we up. are humanely putting them down. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. And they convinced them the whole time, Hey, you know, and they did this over and over and time and time again, it's like, Oh, you're going to take a shower. We're going to clean you up. We're going to give you a good living space. And then they killed them. And, uh, one of the most, the saddest movie I've ever seen. Have you ever seen the boy in the striped pajamas?
2: No, I don't. I, I I don't watch morbidly depressing stuff because I'm fairly morbidly depressed to begin with. So
0: it is uh, it is worth a watch for the people just to have understanding of how really fucked up these the situation was and how even children didn't realize what was going on, you have the boy who has the Nazi father and in his backyard is a fucking concentration camp and his father Mm -hmm. was stationed there to take authority over this concentration camp and he the boy of the Nazi soldier um, befriends a boy uh, that is Jewish and in the concentration camps and doesn't really realize he's questioning, he's like, "Why why you look like that? Why is your head shaved? Why are you in these striped pajamas? why 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 what's going on why is this happening he didn't understand it he didn't understand why the boy wasn't allowed to play and all of this stuff and it is a completely depressing movie because the boy at the end that's that uh, you gonna
2: spoil the movie for people that you just told to yeah, watch it
0: well it's just you, you obviously get the idea i'm sure at least
2: say spoiler alert spoiler
0: alert the boy go. fucking goes in the concentration camp and it is extremely sad and it's one of the it was probably one of the worst scenes in cinematic history that i've seen that Maybe pretty, it's very depressing. And this idea is it that, worse
2: than the scene in Schindler's List where Amon Gold is just fucking taking pot shots at prisoners from his balcony.
0: Uh, It's close. Schindler's List is also a fucking really bad That's a, that's, a,
2: that's a tragic movie. I, I Not did bad, see that one. sad. Yeah.
0: Makes you have understanding. But the boy in the striped jam is, is completely depressing. But the idea that even the children didn't really understand what was going on, um, obviously, they didn't really, they just, you know, this is my father's doing this. He's, you know, and there's, you see him uh, have conversations with the boy too, and the fact that he's convinced his father's doing the right thing when uh, turns out he wasn't. Yeah. So it's really fucked up. So, delegates heard that one such killing center at the Hadden near Frankfurt in um, Germany in 1941, nurses and staff drank beer to celebrate the killing of their 10,000th patient in the special ceremony right outside the door of the gas chamber. Okay. People
2: fucked that
0: that's fucked up, man. And it's crazy. And like, I was get like, you know, this whole idea of we're talking about the Hippocratic oath and stuff like that is even during these times, um, whatever side you're on, people have died from getting these shots that they're administering, saying that they're for the good of humanity and saying they're going to help people when that's not the case because you can still spread it, get it, die from it. It is, uh, people need to be wary of history making spitting some rhymes again.
2: Yeah, no, it absolutely fucking spits some rhymes and it's always fire, but it ain't a good fire. It's a fucking murderous fire.
0: So, and in the address delegates, uh, so Dr. Barbara, Dobraszowski, uh, whatever she's, she's definitely Polish of the Polish nurses association recounts, uh, the publicity for the first time, uh, the war experience, so she she calls back to uh, her memories of these wartime experience and and what she saw and um, the recollections and the attitudes of Polish nurses working in Nazi occupied Poland during the Second World War, and she goes on to essentially talk about how horrible it was and that we kind of can't forget how these things uh, take place. And even at the end of the documentary that we both watched, they said you know that this is there is some. There's some sketchy shit going on and is even to this day.
2: The one doctor said, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we are aware of when this happens again. And she, she flat out said, because it will happen again. Yes. And that's, that's the reason, you know, with, with, uh, I know we've, we've touched on doing, uh, possible Holocaust denial episodes. And again, just for our listeners, because Tom hasn't really specified this, I'm not a Holocaust denier. Yes in the least
0: we never said that you fucking were. No, you never said that I was, <laughs> but you didn't
2: emphatically state that I was not, which I'm just like, right. no, 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 no. I don't you want there to be get any into gray it area here. I want to touch on it because it's a very real thing that people believe. Yes. And I, I'm I'm the, I'm of the school of of Eisenhower when he spoke about it yeah. when they asked him why are you documenting this so well and he came forth and said because fucking fifty years from now there people are going to be he understood human nature he's like fifty yeah. years from now there are going to be people that just are like nah. Doesn't ah, happen. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. There's no way. That was propaganda. That was it's like no motherfucker. These places are real. And you can go there yes. and you can see them. And I as I haven't been to them, but I've been to the uh the Holocaust Museum in DC. Yeah. And I went there as a teenager. And I will tell you, there are a few things more sobering than walking through yeah. and seeing the pictures, the names, the beds, the fucking uh, all of the like because they have relics from some of these camps that were yeah. brought over, and it's just like there's no laughter. No. There's not even a, a raised voice in these places. People are speaking in whispers because they understand the severity. Yes. And it, it's just, it's a sobering 100%. and harrowing experience to be like,
0: Fuck. yeah, I can't forget that. Um, that every nine 11, you go to where the terrorists fell and you just cheers the monument. And, uh, you, you chug back a beer and you celebrate, um, <laughs> just joking. I've actually never been to Ground Zero. (laughs) So I've been to New York Uh, City once in my life. And I was more or less only in Manhattan and
2: the Bronx. That's it. Yeah, but I so, didn't go to ground zero because it was fucking New Year's Eve.
0: Yeah, and uh, the Holocaust Denier episode will probably be a Patreon specifically because we can probably get off and talk about some very deep, dark, fucked up shit and uh, not have the uh, possibility of it being pulled. Um, but it's just the so it idea to, be a Patreon. Get, yes, to get into the theories of why people believe this because there is people out there even in their own country in Germany, that believed that what we were told wasn't truthful, um, which when it comes to who funded certain sides of the war, that's true. But the atrocities that happened in these concentration camps, these gas chambers in places like Auschwitz were completely fucking real. And um, it is completely crazy that we even let it get to that point in our history. And we must not forget and nope. make sure we allow. We make sure this never happens ever again um, in the scale that it did. Because there is some, there is some shit coming up in, in the world that is gonna get very close to the ideologies of Nazi Germany and what is happening in the world to this day with the Great Reset amongst the World Economic Forum in this guise of saving humanity when it's actually gonna hinder and hurt humanity. Well, oh, in that
2: in that episode as well, uh, as an American, I will be pointing the finger of shame at my country uh in our denial episode for their role in it and for certain yes. mega billionaires that played financial roles in aiding and abetting Nazis. So yep.
0: So this was um a sobering uh so to speak episode, uh considering, you know, normally we drink, we have a lot of fun. We will begin in topics like this. Um, Mm. and you know it it will be we're trying to be informative and also be aware and make our points about our ideologies or ideas about how these things end up unfolding and how they play out and um, you know that uh, just take everything with a grain of salt too and shit like that when it comes to the world and life and everything too and be aware of things can pop off and uh, happen and repeat themselves uh, more often than we would like especially when it comes to how dark and Sinister parts of humanity can really be.
2: Before we go, uh, I don't know. Are we close to the the oh, end of the wrap on
0: this one? Yeah, we're wrapping up.
2: Okay. Well, before we wrap it up, I would like to, if you would allow me, I'd like to end this on a high note and yes. give a little bit of light in the tunnel for our, our listeners. Um, because not all nurses were deplorable, yeah. murderous pieces of shit. Yeah, there were true. some who risked their own lives yeah. and their own skin to help those who needed them most. Um and one of these nurses is uh Maria Stromberger, who's an Austrian nurse uh who, who basically helped ease suffering and uh testified against Nazi guards uh and she requested to be transferred to one of the worst places in history, which is Auschwitz.
0: Yeah. And um, there are certain nurses that even try to smuggle in weapons and shit like that to kind of uh, This is one of them have an uprise and stop this yeah. shit from happening.
2: So this comes to us from WorkingNurses.com. Um, it was written by Elizabeth Hanick, uh, who is also an RN, uh, BSN, and a PHN as well. Uh, moments of crisis can challenge the courage and ethics of any nurse, but we may all pray that our strength of character never faces the kind of tests Austrian nurse Maria Stromberger endeared, endured during her two and a half years practicing at Auschwitz. Uh, the atrocities of the Nazi regime began early, but even after the outbreak of World War II, many citizens of the Reich continued to turn a blind eye whether out of self-interest, fear, or incredulity. Nazi administrators took pains to suppress the worst crimes, making them easier for non-victims to ignore or dismiss. As she testified after the war, Maria Stromberger, a 44-year-old Red Cross nurse originally from Sankt Veit, Austria, could not be- could not quite believe the sinister rumors from the East. In in 1942, she volunteered for a new assignment in an infirmary in Kongescheidt, Poland, hoping to see for herself. It's an area in Poland. Kongescheidt? I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it, but there's a lot of umlauts here. So Uh, in the infirmary's infectious disease ward, Stromberger heard fragmentary but chilling firsthand evidence from two German-speaking typhoid patients recently transferred uh, to the hospital after being released from Auschwitz. Feverish and in the grip of unimaginable angst, the two men shouted out terrible things in their deliriums, raving about the horrors they had witnessed at the camps. Stromberger might have dismissed this as nothing, nothing more than fever dreams, but when the two patients recovered, they swore her to secrecy. Nurse, if you value your life and also our lives, you will never mention these things. They implored her. They are based on the truth. Walking into hell, realizing that she had, what she had heard might only be the tip of a monstrous iceberg, Stromberger decided she had to investigate further. In October 1942, she became head nurse of the SS infirmary at Auschwitz. In a letter to her sister, Caroline Grabner, Stromberg wrote, I want to see how things really are. Perhaps I can do some good there. Stromberg nearly walked away before she had even started. Auschwitz Commandant Commandant Rudolf Hess prohibited most photography at the camp and required functionaries and even nurses to sign a host of secrecy and non-disclosure agreements. When she arrived, Stromberger could not ignore the inhuman howling and screaming taking place around her. According to Eidek Paus, a Polish prisoner who worked in the infirmary's kitchen, she was badly shaken after witnessing an inmate commit suicide by throwing himself against an electrified fence. Stromberger befriended Pice and became determined to help. Thanks to him, she crossed over completely to our side. Recalls Arthur Ra- uh, Radvansky a Jewish inmate from Prague who had been transferred to Auschwitz shortly after Stromberger arrived. She scrounged up, she scrounged up medicines for us, or also tried to save our relatives and friends. In instances of small kindnesses, her, her help started with small things, such as allowing inmates to steal and distribute food intended for the SS guards, as well as the guards' leftovers on at least one occasion. She took responsibility for food the inmates were trying to smuggle out, further establishing her trustworthiness. Although she was not permitted to treat prisoners, Stromberger did so anyway, which was no small kindness. Pice, whom she had nursed through a fever in late 1942, later explained that to fight the typhoid epidemic in the camps, both the lice that carried this illness and the patients were sent to the gas. And this is widely documented as well. Yes, 100%. Uh, The fear of typhus occasionally worked to the prisoner's advantage. The guards were so afraid of contaminated linen that the dirty laundry could be used to conceal contraband. Stromberger even used the threat of dirty linen to keep the guards out out of a stall in the infirmary restroom where the feverish Pice was resting. Inevitably, her superiors noticed disapprovingly. Her supervisor physician, Edward Vals, warned her that she was being too motherly and too humane about the prisoners, reminding her that the prisoners are not criminals, but they are our enemies. Stromberger took the warning in stride, telling Wurst, Please remember that I am neither SS man nor a guard. I am a nurse, and as such, I am not duty-bound to act the way they do. Wurst was apparently impressed with her courage and later took steps to protect her from official reprisals.
0: Yes, that's what we call a hero, buddy. Yeah, that's a um, true so, hero. Uh, but, but, and this, this too, they, the, you know, like a, the typhus epidemic uh, was used against the Jewish people, and they were mm-hmm. labeled as plague rats, and that they should not be tolerated. So that's sounds one of the reasons they familiar. were sent in the ghettos
2: before yeah. the camps was to because they were deemed sick yeah. and a public health uh, risk.
0: Sounds a little familiar. If times were different, I am quite sure that people like Trudeau would send people to camps if he could without anybody knowing. I highly believe that.
2: I think most leaders He's would, to be honest. I don't, I don't think it's, it's limited strictly to that, I, but I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think anyone who reaches that level of power does so because of altruism. I believe yeah. that they do it because of selfishness and nepotism.
0: He could care less about the Canadian people, in my opinion. It's all the further his gain... And uh, just like we said, be wary of history repeating itself or spitting some rhymes like Vanilla Ice. He just wants
2: to, uh, he just wants to dress up like Aladdin and go to parties. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Um, so that was, um, like I said, a sobering episode. Um, we're going to be actually back with some fun shit. There's a lot of fun stuff coming out. Um, we're coming out with some fun ass shit. We have some, uh, we have a mysterious island maybe next. And we also have some more monsters on the way. People getting attacked by monsters. That will be an exciting, fun one for everybody. (sighs) so make sure you tune in, and the best way to support us is on Patreon, so www.patreon.com slash Strangeroo Podcast. The full two-hour St. Paddy's Day episode is up on Patreon, where you get the the thickness, you get get the banter, you get the ridiculousness. If you enjoy our content, you'll definitely enjoy the content that's on Patreon, because you get to know us a little more, and you get to see behind the scenes look at raw cuts, um, us streaming fucking horror games, and getting scared, Mm and a bunch of fun jazz like that so make sure to support us and you can obviously follow us on uh twitch if you feel inclined to at strange brew ttv anton is doing very well on twitch so follow him too
2: yeah getting up there Uh, getting getting up there and uh yeah that's invader daggett underscore ttv follow us on twitter i've been posting some crazy shit to that lately um see that's just straight our real strange brew on twitter i gotta Uh, check that out
0: because i've let anton take a hold of that. So, um, uh, make sure to well, check Tom, that out.
2: you've been busy with fucking everything. Tom okay. does all of our editing and does the, the bulk of the labor here. Yes. So I just wanted to help out and, you know, pick up some of the, pick up some of the lifting, make sure he's not carrying it. on Yeah. His own. And,
0: uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of Twitter, especially half the people on that app, the but same. it is, it is a good way to expose shit and to keep people updated on the episodes coming out and some of the stuff. Um, so Anton will probably be promoting some of the stuff like the St. Patty's day episode, uh, for people, because this will be, it'll be out, um, uh, the week before this episode so you can check it out mm-hmm. even if it's not St. Patty's Day have fun, have a drink, join us in this celebration, the festivities of uh, drunken Irish people So, um, but yeah, make sure to tune in yeah, we love all you guys, we do we really do, and uh, stay strange motherfuckers
2: and again, uh, Instagram at HP Shovecraft. Be sure to check out all of the uh, the wonderful podcasts here on Alt Media United. Yeah. Uh, especially, but not limited to the fucking one on one podcast. If y'all ain't over there checking that shit out, you better get correct.
0: Yeah, do it up, buddy. Take a nice,
1: slow breath in. Let's see where the night goes as you venture in the white snow. I remember feeling nice, cold in November. Deal, i so not home when I left her. I see you shine like gold together I know it's forever I'll push you beyond the point of pleasure I look beyond no I never and say yes I know I'm better I can't achieve feeding up the love I need friends leave but you kept loving me even when I didn't love myself hugging me when I was not yell when I was drunk and thought nothing fucking helps this fucking hell what have I done to myself but you never judged and loved me for what I was just a female but i put you above anyone is the way you make me feel this world sure seems real but it really isn't we're behind an invisible steel prison these times are mystical a spectacle of divine wisdom come tie with me just listen If only with the words i said If only you can see inside my head You believe I'd give my life Dead for you to be happy instead No human grew in our chemistry infusion Heavenly sent to me to influence Me as a person Lord me away from all the street urchins To me, we feel perfect When I'm in a sad mood You a it, I'm not a bad dude I'm just a hurt person with an attitude Like what's my purpose? Only thing I know is wrong.